This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. No my Hadimai, Kua Tai Te Wahi Puna Kodiro, Kokali Paikaho. I'm the Communications Coordinator at Go Eco Wakato Environment Centre. We are an advocate for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. Hepuna Kodiro shares the mahi of our team who work in biodiversity, transport, kai and enterprise projects, with climate action and honorinti tiriti guiding that. No te wiki. Last week on the podcast, we heard from Sandra, Simon, Joe and Anna about the climate action they do when they're at home. Sandra was the accidental climate activist, using a car, uh, not using a car and op shopping. Simon focused on a change in diet and transport mode to reduce his emissions. Anna spoke of the changes in diet, energy use and the importance of decolonizing ourselves. Joe shared a lifestyle of plant-based meals, gardening, planting, predator control and activism. Climate action means lots of things to everyone and can be lots of things. You can whakarongo listen to that podcast from freefm.org.nz or from your favourite podcast platform. Search for Hepuna Kōrero. A te wiki, this week we'll be joined by Lizzie Sharp who works for the Department of Conservation as Lead Ranger at Whangamarino Wetland with why the Matuku Huripo deserves your vote for this year's Te Manu Ronganui o Te Tau, Bird of the Year competition. She also talks about the mahi happening to monitor the Matuku population and protect their habitat. Whangamarino Wetland is the North Island's second largest wetland, encompassing 7,200 hectares in the Wakato district. It is a wetland of international importance under the Ramsar Convention and is one of the three wetlands in DOC's Arawai Kakariki Wetland Restoration Programme. This week we're joined by Lizzie Sharp, who is a Whangamarino Ranger with the Department of Conservation, who can talk about some of the restoration work happening there today. Kia ora, Lizzie. Kia ora, how are you? Very well, thank you. First things first, why are you voting for the Matuku Hurepo or Australasian Bitten? So I guess in short, every time I'm out at Whangamarino Wetland and on the off chance that I see a bittern, it always makes my highlight. They are just quite a funny bird. They're about 70 centimetres tall, so quite big. They're all leg and beak um, and we call them cryptic because they like to hide in their reeds and the ropo surrounding their feeding habitat um, and when they are startled or you walk past one you'll often see it just freeze point its beak up into the air and gently sway to try and blend in with the reeds in its background which I just think is very cute and would have been great back in the day how they evolved also, the males boom around this time of year and their booms can be heard from about four kilometres away when the conditions are right. So that's, that's pretty cool. They're reaching out far and wide to find a female partner to 
make a single clutch of eggs and keep their population going. <laughs> it's quite funny that they're so secretive and they want to get away from you, but they're so loud at the same time. Yeah, and when they fly off, they're quite like, because they're so big, they're quite slow to get going and it's almost watching their wings flap in slow-mo as they're starting to take off. But surprisingly, they're also quite migratory within New Zealand. We have one that's got a tracking device on him and he is regularly visiting Tauranga from Ohopo Lakes near Tawamutu and going back and forth throughout the seasons. And we have seen one fly from Christchurch all the way down to Invercargill. So having lots of interconnected wetlands scattered across New Zealand is also very essential for them. So do we have any idea of the number of matuku in the Whangamarino area? Not any definitive answer. What we do know is that their population is drastically declining through habitat loss. We estimate that in New Zealand there are less than 1,000 of these birds and it's likely to be fewer than this because of their migratory habits. Whangamarino used to be the stronghold for the matuku with about 20% of its population, but I really don't know how many we have out there at the moment. Mm. Not enough. Before this year's Bird of the Year competition and the lead-in to that, I had never heard of the matuku. Is it um, a bird that you were had always been aware of or one that you became aware of as part of your role with Doc? Yeah, working. I had heard of them, but again, they're so cryptic. It'd be awesome to get them out into the spotlight. They're a very unique bird that's all across New Zealand. It's actually been really great how many people come out of the woodwork and um, sharing how much they love the matuku and uh, are glad that people are shining a light on, uh, I guess I really, I call it an introverted bird. I'm interested in the role of a dock ranger. I mean, what do you do day to day? Oh, wow. So I'm the lead ranger for Whangamarino Wetland, which, as you said earlier, is about 7,000 hectares. And that's, I looked this up earlier, that's about 7,000 rugby fields. <laughs> so we always have lots of different projects going on. Some of our Major projects include weed control, which are preventing invasive species from damaging the natural healthy hydrology um, we do a lot of predator control. So we have about 250 traps around the northern third of Whangamarino wetland, which a team of us check once to twice a month. And this will, is just trying to reduce the number of mammalian predators, which can destroy matuku nests along with other wetland birds we have out there. So with, uh, sorry, just with the, the trapping, so you're talking specifically rats, stoats and possums there? Yeah, we also get the odd ferret and little tiny weasels. So there's a lot out there. And what would you, I mean, so you, you're doing weed control and trapping. I mean, what are the other challenges that wetlands are having? Whangamarino is a very large wetland and so it's 7,000 hectares in size, but it's catchment size. So all the potential water running into it can reach about 80,000 hectares. So there's a lot of like external influence on Whangamarino wetland. It's part of the Waipa Wakato flood control scheme. So Whangamarino acts as ponding zone number two, whereas Lake Waikari to the south of it is ponding zone number one. With surrounding neighbouring landowners and general human activity and Whangamarino's close proximity to the Waikato River, there are a lot of there's a lot of influence from 
inflowing water, which includes sedimentation and can bring in masses of nutrients. So for a wetland such as Fangamarino, which is largely comprised of raised peat bog, it's usually only fed by rainwater and it doesn't have a lot of nutrients or acidity. And so changing, bringing in nutrients and sedimentation from external sources can change the hydrology of how the wetland is stored and how it's moved around. It also changes the habitat and brings in weed species such as willow, which further alter the hydrology by making land banks and mounds of soil. But there is a lot that we can do to help the wetlands as well. Planting is a really good one and it's probably thrown around a lot, but we really do mean it. Planting native wetland plants along streams, seepage zones, around lakes, just little ponds, even just in wet areas on your land is really beneficial. There are great native plants are a great buffer between human actions and wetland habitats by stopping the sedimentation, slowing the flow of water and filtering out the sedimentation and nutrients before it hits the specific wetland habitat. So that's a really nice easy one. And who doesn't love putting a nice native plant in the ground? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I mean and when we talk about wetland house and you you know, some listeners might be thinking, why are you talking about wetland house? But it's so integral to the well-being of the Matuku that you can't really talk about the Matuku uh, without talking about wetlands. We're down to the last 10 to 15 percent of our original wetlands in New Zealand. As we know, the Matuku is tw- quite a traveller. It isn't held back by the alert level changes that we're mm-hmm. that we're suffering from so it's really important to protect what wetlands we have left and I know that you've been at a wetland conference yeah so this was the 11th intercoal conference so an international wetland conference and one of the key themes was bringing wetlands into the spotlight and how to get everybody involved because yeah more hands make lighter work but also There's been quite a lot of work at bringing wetlands and giving them their own rights. They deserve to be fresh and clean and flow because that's how they will help us. So as long as we help them, we'll get so many benefits from having fresh and healthy water to swim in and drink in. They act as incredible carbon sinks and they supply fresh kai, craft products, all sorts. So even though there's a lot of like gloomy statistics out there and it's true, it's getting quite dire, but there's also a lot of hope. And so for people who are really interested in helping to uh, in the restoration and protection of wetlands, where do you direct people to go? I would direct them to... Start local, look out for volunteer groups. I know around Kirikiriroa we have a lot of gully restoration groups. This is also benefiting all ecosystems because the forests, the mountains, the rivers, the wetlands and the ocean, they're all interconnected. So go out, find a fun project. There's often volunteer groups going out to monitor species join a local restoration group, join the Parongia Society, go do some bait stations, stay even more local in your own backyard and just plant a few carrots, sedges. Yeah, there's lots to do. I want to bring it back to the matuku. Um, can you explain sort of what we're doing to monitor um, matuku at Marino? Yeah, so in Marino, we do a lot of work to try and enhance the habitat for the matuku so we're controlling 
willow infestations which are surrounding open ponds that the matuku uses for feeding and we're doing the predator control but to make sure that all our efforts aren't in vain we're monitoring the matuku by we have acoustic recording devices which we set up around the wetland and they're then analyzed to count the number of male booming calls that we get around this time of the year there's a general unfortunate trend that the number is declining quite rapidly so there's a lot more we need to do and it is made trickier that they move around so we can do all this work in Whangamarino but we have to encourage and help the rest of New Zealand and the wetlands also do some predator trapping plant some natives get some more ponds up and going yeah so we're just monitoring we're also going to try using a thermal imagery drone to detect bitten females on the nest because we currently have no appropriate way of detecting them other than traipsing around the wetland and being quite invasive in the bitten space. So that watch this space. We'll see how it goes. There's been a lot of talk about wetlands, so they're getting the attention they deserve. There are so many projects going on in the public sector and the private sector trying to stop the damage being caused to wetlands, but also enhance their habitat and protect them. Be aware of our presence in the world and do some Googling while you're at home. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a great idea and it's a, a great way to start. Uh, Namahi nui, kia Lizzie. I appreciate your time today. Kia ora, thank you. Still in awe at how you pulled it all off and driving through the dry lands, seeing irrigators installed. I think about the food. You turn the rules on themselves, you engineered that miracle. Free the water underground Yeah.
With the cattle turning up by the truckload You can hear the drills working now On that water underground The 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 water underground Welcome back to Hipuna Korero, a show hosted by Go Eco Waikato, where we share our work, inspiration and actions for social and climate justice. Before the break, we heard from Lizzie Sharp, who told us why the Matuku Hurepo should have your vote for Bird of the Year and the work the Department of Conservation are doing in Whangamarino to protect and enhance their habitat. Whangamarino is located within the rohi of the Wakato Tainui Iwi and is considered a taonga by local hapu. Early Māori utilised the wetland as a source of tuna or eel and manu, birds, whakai and harakeke flax for things like clothing, basket and ropes. The rivers of the wetland were used for travel and recreation and the peat margins were used to preserve taonga such as waka, tools and weapons. Due to its strategic position between Tamaki Makoto and the road south, it was used as a sanctuary for Māori during the Wakato invasion of 1863 and 64, and you can visit that site when a COVID alert levels allow. It's important to note that we've lost 90% of wetlands in Aotearoa. That's our swamps and bogs, which have been turned into pastures since colonisation, all swallowed up in development of houses and roads. This is a climate crisis because wetlands offer an incredible carbon sink, much more than forests can offer. So climate action looks like restoring those. But back to the Matuku. They're clever, they're cryptic and critically endangered with an estimate of 700 to 1,000 left. Matuku are bigger than you think. They're 74 centimetres. They are brown, stripy uh, creatures with beige underneath or beige plumage. 
They live in wetlands, which is along rivers, lakes uh, and drains across Aotearoa. In the Wakato, Whangamarino is a significant site, but they can also be detected at Lake Rotopiko in Ohopo. However, as Lizzie mentioned, they're also migratory. Matuku feed on eels, frogs, fish and insects. They're excellent hunters, but of course their food sources are declining due to water degradation and habitat loss. And of course climate change exacerbates this issue for them. You can hear more about the challenges of monitoring matuku by listening to a recent WTS Waikato podcast where Gary interviews Dr Emma Williams and John Sumich from Matuku Link. Matuku Link run a project called OK Boomer, which encourages people who hear booming to get in touch. Lizzie mentioned how important to, uh, predator control was, and so I thought it would be a good idea to remind you that Go Eco Shop has traps, um, and you can reach the shop during level 3, 10 till 1, um, weekdays, but you can also go to shop.goeco.org.nz uh, to purchase a trap for your backyard. When alert levels allow, you can also look at joining a community group. There are heaps of amazing volunteers across our region doing restoration work and also monitoring uh, traps. So that's for our rats, stoats and possums who are a threat to our native species. These groups, the predator control groups, exist from the foot of Mangatauteri through to the Hauraki, to Whangamarino, to Naru Wahia, and of course here in Kirikiriroa Hamilton. And Go Eco can help connect you with those local groups. While Bird of the Year is a popularity contest uh, and a great source of memes, it's also a really good opportunity to learn what you can do to protect our precious taonga like Matuku, Pekepeka, Tui and Kōkako. For Go Eco this year, it starts with showcasing the value and plight of our wetlands, swamps and bogs, areas often called wastelands, and of course the opportunity that restoration provides for meaningful climate action. One last thing. Last year, our government passed crucial laws to protect our remaining few wetlands. But... Now they're proposing to back down on some of those protections and allow industry to keep destroying these precious areas. Uh, Forest and Bird have created a petition online which you can go and sign to show support for wetland protection. It outlines uh, some of the reasons that we need to look after wetlands and how we can do that. Uh, and so I thought that I'd read that for you now to help understand the interconnectedness. So this is a submission on the Ministry for the Environment's Managing Our Wetlands Consultation to the Environment Minister David Parker. Since human settlement, Aotearoa has lost around 90% of its wetlands. Precious areas that stored carbon were home to endangered plants and hosted millions of migrating birds. Last year, a government passed crucial laws to protect our remaining wetlands but now are proposing to back down and allow industry to keep destroying those precious areas. We ask that you instead protect freshwater, stop the continued destruction and encourage the restoration of wetlands which provide a unique habitat for threatened plants, birds and fish, improve water quality and reduce flood risk. We need to maintain meaningful laws Reject special consenting pathways for industry which will strip wetlands of all meaningful protection. 
we need to prevent soil carbon loss, listen to the Climate Change Commission's advice and keep carbon in the ground by stopping wetland destruction. Keep our climate safe. Do not give coal mining special access to destroy wetlands during a climate emergency. Include important wetlands. Improve the definition of a natural wetland. The current proposal would exclude many significant wetlands from protection through the flawed way in which improved pasture is used. If you're interested in signing Save Our Wetlands on the Forest and Bird website, please do so. There are currently about 6,000 signatures. It would be really awesome to have more. As we mentioned in the interview, it's really hard to separate the plight of the matuku with that of the wetlands. It's all one and, and, and the same. To find out more about Matuku Hirepo, um, you can go to Facebook or Instagram and it's Vote for Bitten. Um, you can get involved by reading the bios of all the birds on the Forest and Birds uh, Te Nui uh, Te Manu a uh, Bird of the Year competition. Um, you'll find that website, birdoftheyear.org.nz. Please uh, give a vote to Matuku or Bitten, uh, and also consider giving a vote to the Pika Pika Taurua. Uh, you can listen to one of our recent podcasts where our resident Batman Harvey uh, tells you all about how incredible they are. Kite Fakarongo Mai Kweki, Hepuna Korero, a show hosted by Go Eco Wakato. Go Eco Wakato Environment Centre are a not-for-profit environment hub with biodiversity, kai, transport and enterprise projects. You can find out more about our work on social media, Go Eco Wakato, by heading to our website, goeco.org.nz, or better yet, popping in to our Commerce Street base. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tora i huama. Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.